This is Sunday morning worship service here at the Pine Little Pentecostal Ordinance Church, August the 8th, 2021, with our senior pastor, Reverend Jerry Borby, bringing the message today, God really does know you. God loves us all today, amen? <clears throat> what I want to tell you today is that God really does know you also. How I many know God knows you? God knows you better than you know yourself, amen? Before you were born, God knew you and formed you. He is concerned with every part of our lives. God's concerned about every part of our lives, everything we go through this morning. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 through 10. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Now, notice what the word is saying here to Jeremiah, what God is speaking to Jeremiah. He said, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Verse 6 says, then said I, our Lord God. Behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. Now, what I understand, I was looking at this sometime, some little bit, and one theologian said that at this particular time, Jeremiah was about 17 years old. So it's not that he was a little bitty baby, uh, but he was about 17 years old when the Lord brought this to his attention. Uh, we don't know exactly what, what age it was, but somewhere in that neighborhood. Verse 7 says, But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. That's what God told Jeremiah. Somebody say, God bless the reading of his word. Amen. So God has ordained Jeremiah to be a prophet. Now, someone might say, well, you know, in our text, we see the story of a man named Jeremiah and how God shares with him how intimately he knows him. Jeremiah was a prophet in Israel. Now, you might wonder, well, what is a prophet? A prophet was one who would foretell future events. He was one who would receive a specific message from God to speak to people. And he was able to do this by the power of God. A person never just decides one day that they are going to be a prophet. Nope, you had to have a calling from God to do this. And it is actually in the midst of Jeremiah's call to be a prophet that Jeremiah discovers something amazing about God. He discovered that God knew who he was. Look at your neighbor and say, God knows who I am this morning. We live in an impersonal world. When you think about it, you can stop, you can shop, I mean, you can get groceries, 
You can do your banking, you can go to school and do your work all in front of a computer screen without ever having to speak to another person. It's amazing. Not too long ago, we were with our daughter and we went out to get something to eat. And after eating, she went by the grocery store and parked the car, got on her phone, and texted. And the next thing I know, someone is putting things in, in the car. I asked a question, what are we doing? And she replied, I'm picking up us some things from the store I ordered earlier. Never spoke to anyone. Never went inside. The person just put the stuff in the, in the car and said thank you and went about her way. So my daughter's ordered stuff online and she's ordered from the grocery store. Never spoke to nobody. They go in and pick up the stuff they want. They pack it up for them and then they go and park in the parking lot and they let them know they're there and then they come out and put the stuff in the car and it's all paid for by the phone. You don't have to speak to nobody. The only thing is said thank you, appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Ain't that amazing how things have gotten nowadays? Amen. Don't even have to speak about this. makes it difficult for even to imagine sometimes that there is a God who truly knows who we are, who knows us on an intimate level. I have been living with my wife now, and I've been living with my wife in three days. This coming Wednesday, I believe it is, will be August 11th. We'll make 47 years that we've been together. God, that's good, yeah. <clears throat> Somebody say, God bless your wife. <laughs> But even she, she claims to know me very well, and she does. She reads me like a book. She knows me very well, but even she don't know me the way God knows me because God knows me better than I know myself. Amen? God really knows everything that there is to know about you. That is truly an amazing thought. The God of the universe, think about that. The God of the universe knows everything there is to know about you. He knows you, every thought that you think, amen? God can read the mind, the enemy can't. Devil can't read your mind. The only way the devil's gonna do anything is you tell him what you're about to do. You confess it with your mouth and then the devil knows what you're doing, amen? But God knows exactly, he truly is amazing that the God of this whole universe this morning, he knows about you. He knows you intimately. And how intimately, how intimately does God know you? God told Jeremiah that before he was born, he knew him. Before Jeremiah was born, God knew him. I want to believe that before Jeremiah was ever conceived, that God knew him. Think about that. Before you were born, God knew who you were. Before that doctor ever laid hands on you, picked you up by the heels, popped you on the little rear end, and you cried, God knew you before the doctor ever laid hands on you. Can you imagine that? Now, the word know carries with it a sense of relationship and approval. In other words, God had a stamp of approval on Jeremiah's life. It means that God specifically knew Jeremiah and what he would become. Obviously, God, know, God was speaking to Jeremiah here. So you may think that God knew Jeremiah before he was born, but there's no way that he would know you because you and I are just an average person, so to speak. However, God tells us over and over again in his word uh, that he made us and he formed us. Amen? You believe that? The NIV Psalms 139, 13 through 16, the Bible said, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I 
praise you, uh, Psalms 39, 14. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your, your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Then 15, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Now look at verse 16. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Now notice what he said. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Uh, God knows everything about you. God knows your future. He knows your past. He knows it all. According to what, what, is, what the psalmist here is saying is uh, that God saw us before we were ever formed uh, and everything about us is already written in God's book and God knows what's going to happen. God knows who we are. God has given us all the choice to be what he desires us to be, but it's a choice that you and I have to make. Amen? There's, and then Ephesians 2 and 10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. In advance, in advance, amen? For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. How many know God wants us to always be doing good works? To do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now there's no doubt this morning that the Bible teaches God knew us before we were born. He didn't just know Jeremiah, but he knew each and every one of us before we ever took our first breath uh, on, on our own. You may be wondering, why is this is such a big deal that God knows us? Why is it such a big deal that God knows us? The big deal is, amen, God knows you that that means he knows what you are going through through in life right now. God knows exactly what you're facing. He knows your ups, he knows your downs. He knows your ins, he knows your outs. He knows your discouragement, he knows your encouragement. He knows it all, he knows everything about you right now. He knows you that well. If God knows us, that means we are not all alone. That means you haven't been forgotten. Amen? A lot of folks say that they're forgotten. No, no, God's never forgotten you. I was talking to Sister Pauline this morning, she, and she stresses the point sometimes uh, that I'm here at home all alone by myself, uh, but, but, but what, what she needs to realize, and I know we're alone as far as seeing people, and this pandemic hadn't helped it anything because we haven't been able to, 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 to uh, get, get with people, communicate with people. We're just now beginning to get out a little bit and communicate with people, but now they're saying that there's a different strand of the virus that's really rampaging right now, so we still have to be careful about this and what's going on with all this kind of stuff, uh, and we haven't been able to just communicate. Uh, communicating and, and fellowship with folks so we know we feel like we're all alone one, every once in a while. But I got news for you. You're never alone. Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. Uh, you've always got the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. He's always right there with you. Somebody say, well, that's not the same as having people there with you or, 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 or being able to fellowship with somebody. I know it's not the same, but I tell you this, a whole lot better if you have God uh, than if you don't have God because if you got God, you're never alone uh, and God will always be there with you. Amen. Can I get an amen right there? Somebody shout praise the Lord. You see, God knows the very trial that you are dealing with. God knows the struggles that you are facing in life. God knows the temptations uh, that you come up against. God knows your family situation. He has promised us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. He is concerned about you and he knows you. Uh, he hasn't forgotten all about you. He knows uh, the, your street address right now. Somebody say amen. If you can see God's refrigerator this morning, you, you see every one of our pictures on this refrigerator. 
I know when the grandkids come in, the grandkids are born, and they, they give you a picture, you'll put it on the refrigerator. If the grandkid comes in, they've drawn a picture with you and the family and all this kind of stuff, or if they've drawn a dog or a tree, whatever the case is, a lot of folks will put it on the refrigerator because they're proud of that thing. Can I tell you something? God is proud of you this morning also. He loves you just that much. Somebody shout praise the Lord. He knows the number of hairs on your head today. Before we accept him as our Savior, there is a God that knows you. Who, who you are and knows what you have need of and wants to meet those needs. Uh, he knows us so well that he knows that, that, that what, is being for, uh, what is best for us uh, even better than we do this morning. How many know God knows what you need more so than you do? Mm. God sees the life that you have come out of, but he also sees the life that you're going into. Knowing that God knows us should give us confidence. God told Jeremiah at the beginning of his calling to be a prophet in order to give him confidence. He was commissioned by God to spread a message of judgment to the people of Israel. It was as though God was telling Jeremiah, I know you have not, I know you got a tough message. I know it's tough, amen, but, 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 but uh, it's a message of judgment and I know it's tough, but you have, you got to be tough, you got to be tough to do it, to do Amen. I know you, let me get here. I know you have got a tough message to deliver, but let me tell you something. I know you, I am not going to leave you alone. I'm going to be by your side as your deliverer, as you deliver this message, what God told Jeremiah. Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. That's what he's known about. Jeremiah cried a whole lot. He weeped a whole lot. Amen. Jeremiah got to the point one time, you know, you know the story how Jeremiah got so upset with God. He said, I'm getting tired of this because the only time, only message I have to bring to the people is always doom and gloom. It's always, it's always, it's always down. It's never up. And I'm getting tired of this and I'm just not going to speak it anymore. I'm not going to do it anymore. But then he said, it was like fire shut up in my bones. I couldn't hold it still. I had to release it and let it go. Amen. What Jeremiah need to realize at that particular moment is what God told him was Jeremiah, I know it's a tough message. I know it's people out there sinning, and you're going to have to come against them. You're going to have to tell them what is what and how it needs to be, and they ain't going to like what you're going to say. They're going to get mad with you. They're going to get upset with you. There was even one time Jeremiah was in prison, and he was down in the mud up to his neck. Amen, and that's where he was. They got all upset and all uptight with him. Why? Because he was doing exactly what it is that God wanted him to do. And when you do what God wants you to do, a lot of times, a lot of people sometimes, We'll get mad. I've had folks pretty mad and upset with me. But the word is the word. Can I get an amen? And when you do what God tells you to do, that's the only thing you can do. Look at Moses. Look how they come against Moses. Moses doing directly everything that God wanted him to do. God followed God. Moses followed God in the direction he wanted to do. And if children of Israel got upset with him so many times, uh, they, they were willing to just cast him out, cast him away. They got mad with him, upset. Why? Because he was doing what God wanted him to do. Because it was going against what they wanted to do. Uh, and when you go against what people want to do, uh, they don't like it too pretty good. But how many know God's ways is not our ways? His thoughts are not our thoughts. Amen. God knows us this morning. Somebody shout praise the Lord right there. <clears throat> so, it was as though God was telling Jeremiah, I know it's tough, son, 
But I'll be with you. God has given the same message to some that are here today. Some that are uh, some of uh, that, that are listening by the way of the internet. He wants you to know that he will not leave you. He, he is by your side every step that you take. Amen. The first thing to know with our relationship with God is that before we were born, God knew us. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, the NIV, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Now, God set Jeremiah apart. In other words, God had a specific purpose in mind for Jeremiah before he was ever born. Can I step out on a limb this morning and tell you that God had a specific purpose for you in mind before you were ever born? It's already written down in, in God's book. It's already been done in advance before anything's ever been done. God has a specific purpose in mind for you, but it's up to you and I to, to, to make the decision. In Jeremiah's case, he was set apart for the purpose of being a prophet. Jeremiah was born a prophet. Jeremiah was born with a certain task he was created to perform. Everyone here and those listening to us and watching us by the way of internet was created, as I said earlier, for a specific reason. If you are hearing me today, you were created on purpose and for purpose. You were created on purpose and for purpose. This tells me that there is no one on the face of this earth who is a mistake. I've heard people say, I've heard parents say sometimes, uh, uh, kids come, it was a surprise. Uh, that was a mistake. No, it wasn't a mistake. It was God's purpose. Amen? No one, no one accidentally came into this world. Some parents may, have, may not have expected you, but no one uh, was an accident because God had you in mind before you were ever born. And I honestly believe in my spirit and my heart this morning that every abortion that's take place uh, is against the will of God uh, because when that, when that baby's con conceived before it was ever conceived, uh, God had a purpose uh, even for that aborted baby this morning. Can I get an amen? Not only did he have you in mind, but he also had a purpose in mind for you when, when you came into this world. This is the message people need to hear. We, we hear too much uh, that we are no, that we're no good. Uh, we hear too much that we were a mistake. We hear too much that we have no purpose in life. But that is not what God says. God says that you were created for a God-given purpose. And there is a reason you are here this morning. God made it very clear in Jeremiah's life that he was here for a purpose. He said this to Jeremiah in 29 verse 11. He said, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. How many is looking for an expected end this morning? Oh, we got a great future ahead of us. I don't care what we've done in the past. The past is gone. Ain't a thing to worry you can do about the past. People get all upset with something happens. They need to get all upset. It's, it's happened. You just have to deal with it. Don't get all mad, puffed up because something happened, this happened, that happened, that took place, this took place, because it's already there. People get all mad puffed up. Amen. What you need to do is just look at it and analyze and say, well, you know, it's happened. What we're going to do about the situation here. Amen. You don't ever know. I backed my truck up one night in the driveway. And a friend of mine was parked there and it was raining. I didn't see him. And when I backed up, I pushed him about three foot into the next yard over there. I got out. Had a little dent on my truck. Had a little dent on his car. 
I went in the house and told him. I said, I just moved your car about three foot into the, in the neighbor's yard over there. It was raining and I didn't see it. And he never even, he didn't phase a bit. He said, that's okay. Ain't no big deal. I said, really? He said, yeah. I had a dent on my truck. I was, I was more upset than he was. Amen? But ain't no need to get mad and upset. It's already done. It's there. Just look at it and say, hey, sorry this happened. We've got to get it fixed. We'll do whatever we've got to do and just go on, go on about our business. Some people get mad and upset and won't talk to one another for a couple of days. Make no sense whatsoever. Can I get an amen? It's already done. Just trust God. God know the thoughts that I think towards you, he said, saith the Lord. Th thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. God wants to encourage someone and let you know that he has plans for your life right now. He doesn't want you to throw in the towel. He doesn't want you to give up and not serve him any longer. He wants you to know today that he has plans uh, to prosper you uh, and not harm you. Aren't you glad of that right there? God's got plans to prosper you and not harm you. God wants to be a part of your life. That's what I tell folks sometimes. If you get God into your equation in your life, you'll see your life will be a whole lot better. It'll be a lot different. Amen? He wants to know today that he has plans. He wants you to know today that he has plans to prosper you and not harm you. It is not God that harms us. God's not the one that harms us. He wants us to prosper. It is not God who gives us pictures of a dim future. He wants to give you hope and a wonderful future filled with the fulfillment of his promise. How many know you got great promises from God this morning? God knows you and he has set you apart for his purposes. Mm. So many times we don't realize that God has a plan for our lives and so we try to fill up our lives with, with, all, with our own plans which, which in turn leaves us empty. God has plans for us. And, we, and God wants us to do things. God wants to fill our life uh, with his goodness and with his mercy. And, and all. God just wants us to be, uh, have a good time in life. That's what he wants. Uh, amen. He wants our life to be full. But when we don't get, think we're getting what we need from God to fill up, then we start getting things on our own because we think those things is going to fill our life uh, and everything's going to be, be hunky-dory after that. But after a while, once you get those things that fulfill that, that need in your life, you think so, uh, after a while it gets old. It's not, it's not doing what it needs to do, and it's empty. Your life becomes empty again. Amen? People go out and buy all kinds of, you buy a brand new car. I mean, buying a, that, that makes you feel good. You come home, you park it in the yard, you look at it, and oh man, you're just tickled to death about it because hey, right now it's all, I'm just blessed, blessed, blessed. And then about 30 days, you go out and you look at it, but it's just another old car. My granddaddy told me one time, he said, son, if you ever buy a new car, look in your toolbox and get your hammer out. I said, what the world for? He said, go ahead and walk over there to the side of it and just go ahead and hit it and get all that out of the way. Amen? Because it's going to happen. And when it happens, people get all upset and uptight. Huh? I backed my truck up one time and I backed it into a, into a building and, 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 and the brick on the side, when I backed it up, I caught it right at the corner. If you look at the truck, it's still there. My son was supposed to fix it 10 years ago. It's right there, right on the corner, right where, where, the, where the cab and the bed come together, right in that little gap. There's a big, there's a big dent right there. I called my son. He said, he said, Daddy, what's going on? I said, I'm mad fire. He said, why come? I said, I just, I just bent my truck. And I ain't had the truck too long. 
I said, I just bent my truck and I'm headed your way because he, he, that's what he does. He, 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 he works at a body shop and he, and he fixes trucks and cars and stuff, paints them, all that kind of stuff. I said, I'm getting in it. I'm headed your way right now at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. He lives in, uh, down in Somerville, four and a half hours away. So I said, I'm getting in the truck. I'm headed your way right now. I want my truck fixed now. He said, Dad, ain't no need to come right now. I said, why? He said, I, ain't, I got to get everything I need. I got to get the, I got to get the Z71 sticker and put on. I said, no, the Z71 ain't messed up. It's just the corner right there is messed up. I need it fixed right quick. He said, oh, just, it'll be all right. Just take it easy. He said, when I open up my shop, he's getting ready to do his own shop. He said, when I, get, when I open up the shop, he said, yours, yours will be the first one that'll fix. Next time I drive my truck, you come over and look at it, and you'll see that dent's still there. He still ain't fixed it. So, you know, that's 10 years ago. So after I bent it, I looked at it, I said, well, I, th I thought what my granddaddy said. You might well just take a hammer and go ahead and hit it and get it all over with. I said, well, it's all over with now. If it bends up now, you know, now I've got a couple more bents on it. So, you know, it just is what it is. Ain't no need to get all uptight and mad and puffed up and blowed out of the way. You see, that wasn't nobody I could get mad with but myself. Couldn't blame nobody else. It was me. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And, you know, and people very, you very seldom ever see anybody get real upset with themselves. And talk to yourself like they talk to somebody else when they're mad with them. Very seldom you ever see that. It won't ever happen. It's like my uncle said one time, Wayne, uh, he was working on something one time. I said, I said, you want me to help you do that? He said, no, 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 no. He said, don't mess with it. I said, why come? I can help you do it. He said, no. He said, if I break it, I'm going to be mad. But if you break it, I'm going to be a whole lot madder. Just back up out of the way and get out of the way. Let me do this thing myself. Amen. So sometimes it's best to stay out of somebody's way. Somebody, amen. So, so many times we don't realize that God has a plan for our lives. Amen. And we feel like we're all alone. We just feel it. God has a calling on your life for a specific task. Well, he ain't called me to preach. He ain't called me to teach. He ain't called me to do this. God ain't called me to do anything. I got news for you this morning. God has called you. There is, there is a specific plan in your life that God has for you. Some people say, well, I don't know what it is. You keep searching. You keep, you keep looking to God, and God will, will, will show you exactly what, he, what, he, what, is, what, he, what his plans are for your life. I was talking to Sister Pauline this morning. She said, she said, she said I, I can't do a whole lot. There's nothing I can do. I just stay here at the house. I, I watch you guys on, on the, on the uh, tablet that they bring to me, and every time you sing, I sing. When you pray, I pray. She said, I pray for everybody. She said, I can't do anything. I can't do, can't do nothing. And I let her know right quick, yes, yes ma'am, what you're doing is very important because you are praying for us at the church amen and that's what the church needs today the church needs people that will pray for the church and pray for the people and lift them up so she may think she ain't doing nothing but I got news for her she's doing a whole lot more than a whole lot of people do even though she's not able to be here she still calls your name out in prayer she said preacher I call everybody's name out in prayer and I know she says some of them there I don't know now but God knows who they are and I lift them up and I pray for them so what she's doing she may think ain't nothing but what she's doing is very important because it's the prayers of the saints of God that keep you and I going and keep us lifted up because God has a plan for everybody this morning. God wants us to fulfill it. <clears throat> before you were born, God knew you. Also before you were born, he set you apart. Jeremiah 18 and 6, the Bible says, O house of Israel, Cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord. Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in mine hand, O house of Israel. He said, hey, look, can't I do with you what this potter does? How many has ever seen, ever seen the potter work on the potter's wheel? 
He's got that thing spinning, got the mud there, just got all that stuff. And, you know, the mud is very pliable. And he, and he, he, he it's turning, he fixes it like he wants it. To, and if it ain't coming out like he wants it, what he can do is just wad it up and he can start all over. But every once in a while, when that thing won't do what it wants to do and he's done everything he can to do with it, he'll wad it up and throw it away. Aren't you glad God ain't throwed you away? Amen. Think about what, think about it for a moment. Does a ceramic bowl get that way because it chooses to be a bowl? Absolutely not. It becomes a bowl because that is what the potter wanted it to be. Same thing with God. If you let God take you as the potter does the clay, he can take you and he can create you. He can put in you what he desires you to be. And if you'll listen to him and walk with him, you'll be doing exactly what God wants you to do. Can I tell you why there's a lot of Christians unhappy today? A lot of Christians are unhappy today because they're not walking in the perfect will of God. They're not doing what God wants them to do. They're holding back. They're setting down on God. But I got news for you. If you get up, let go and let God, let the plans of God that God's already got for you, that God's already wrote down for you, that's already in God's plans uh, if you just stand up and say God hear my as, as Isaiah said uh, hear my send me Lord uh, use me for whatever it is uh, you have for me to do uh, and I'll give you the very best I got uh, regardless what comes or goes today that's what we have to do for the glory of God now you might say what if I don't know what if I don't want to become what God wants me to become what if I don't want to become what God wants me to become well, as I said earlier, you have that choice. He will never make you do something that you don't want to do. God called me to preach. I said, no. He says, okay. I'm not going to make you do it. You don't have to. But you're talking about somebody miserable for a long time. Miserable. I'm talking, want nothing right. Want nothing going right. That's, everything was just off. And one of the worst things I did, I did what a lot of people do. The worst, one of the worst things I did, I quit going to church. When people get up time with God, they quit going to church. How do you know? Because that's what I did. That's what people do. They get mad, they, they leave church. Because I just don't feel like, you know, the worst thing you can do is leave church. That's not what you're supposed to do. You need to find an altar somewhere and get yourself straightened out and get back to where God wants you to be. That's what I did. I quit church for a long time. My wife said, let's go to church. And I ain't going. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And then I did finally go. And when I went, I knew. I knew forever went. I knew forever went that God was going to speak to me in that service. And he did. <clears throat> so then we left that service and Another time I went back and I knew before I got there, God was going to speak to me in that service. And he did. And then another time revival, when that man of God laid hands on me, I said, God, here am I. If you still want me, take me. I'm yours. Do whatever you want to do with me. I surrender it all right now. I surrender it all. I'm no longer mine. I'm not, me, I'm not mine. I'm yours. Let me tell you something, folks. When you make that, and I'm getting in my message now, when you make that commitment to God, that God is no longer me, 
It's not about me no more. Whatever it is you want out of me, take it because I'm yours. Now, you're talking about changing. Amen? That will change your whole entire life. But you have to surrender it all to God. Every ounce of you has to be surrendered to God. That'll make a difference in your life. You'll be a much happier person. In other words, what Jesus spoke about, and I think Mike was talking about it the other night in the book of John, what Jesus told us was that our joy would be full. Joy comes from him. Amen. Happiness comes because of of a, of a situation, of, of a cause or, or something, amen? You, somebody gives you a gift, you're happy, you're tickled to death. But joy comes from God. And there's a big difference in happiness and joy because joy outweighs happiness uh, 10 to 1. If you got the joy, the happiness won't be no problem. Huh? But if all you got is happiness, huh, then joy might be a problem to you because happiness ain't going to last too long. Huh? But the joy in the Lord, huh, it'll last huh, as long as you want him to last, Amen? Glory. So, God wants us to do his will. So when we, we, he will never make you do something you don't want to do. You don't have to conform. If a potter gets a piece of clay that doesn't conform to the image uh, that he wants it to conform to, uh, he takes the clay and he throws it out. The problem is that the clay will miss out on being a productive vessel. If I myself had not been willing to just surrender it all to God and do what God would want me to do when God called me to preach, had I not surrendered to all of that right there, amen, then I would have missed, I would have missed all out on everything that God had for me in my life. I would have, would have missed it all. I think this is one of the reasons why so many people are miserable in life, why so many people feel a void in their lives. It is because they're not doing what they were created to do. You were created for a reason. You were created for a purpose. And when you, when you, when you find that purpose and you find that plan that God has for you and you walk in that plan, my friend, your whole life will be so much different as it's ever been. You can only imagine Amen. Just because I let me clear, let me clarify, clarify something. Just because I surrendered it all to God, that don't mean I'm lifted up all the time. No, still get discouraged every once in a while. Still feel pain every once in a while. Still get hurt every once in a while. Amen. Still experience all those things. <clears throat> But in the midst of experiencing all those things, I still have the joy of the Lord in my life. I was reading something and, 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 uh, yesterday a little bit, and uh, it, was, it was talking about assassinations. We've all heard about assassinations. Some of us remember some of the assassinations. We remember, we remember in 1963, a uh, matter of fact, it was on the uh, Smithsonian Channel the other night, uh, the day that John F. Kennedy got killed, and, 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 and they were showing the funeral, all this kind of stuff. Uh, and I was nine years old, and I remember that day. I remember where I was at. I was walking down the steps at the front door of New Hope School in Wilson, North Carolina, and I remember seeing my principal coming up on the other side, and tears were running down her eyes. I said, I wonder, what, I wonder what's going on. And then I find out that the President of the United States had been shot and killed. He'd been assassinated. 
And then we, we can remember when, when Martin Luther King was assassinated in, on a balcony in Memphis, Tennessee. <clears throat> we came through Memphis the other day, and I, I made mention that. I said, well, this is the town that Martin Luther King w w was assassinated in uh, uh, at a motel here in Memphis, Tennessee. We remember that. We remember that 911, how the, that, all that took place uh, there when the towers came down. That was actually assassination uh, because over 3,000 people were killed that day, amen, uh, by terrorist acts. And that changed the whole life, uh, your life and my life in the United States of America. Well, Pastor, what's that got to do with anything? Uh, what, I, what, I, what I want to, what you to understand this morning is uh, those trials and those temptations uh, and those things that you go through, those times of discouragement, uh, those times of hurt, hurt, hurting you, uh, then I want to tell you what it is. Uh, it's nothing but Satan himself uh, attempting assassination nation on your life. That's what he's wanting to do. He's wanting to shut you down. He's wanting to kill you. He's wanting to destroy you. But let me tell you something. If you got the joy of the Lord in your life, I don't care what comes or goes. Ain't no assassination going to take place. I'm not saying it won't be attempted on you, but when all is said and done, you'll still be standing with the joy of the Lord shouting and praising and glorifying God even in your worst moments. God can bring you through because he knows you just that well this morning. So the problem is, the clay's going to miss everything. The end result of that is always frustration. Because people's not doing what they were created to do. Before you were born, God appointed you to a certain task. Now the question is, are you willing to fulfill the calling uh, that, he has on, that he has on your life? Huh? So that's the question. So what will it be for you this morning? Are you willing to surrender your all to God who not only knows you, but knew you before you were ever born? He knew you before you were ever born. Can you, can you imagine somebody knowing you like that? Before you were born, he knew you. In my mother's womb, he declares told Jeremiah, I knew you. Before you were ever formed, he said, I knew you. Let me tell you something. He knows you pretty well. He knows what you can and what you can't do. And can I tell you this? He's not going to put more on you than you can do. He knows your limits. He knows what you can do. And he'll never put more on you than, than what you can stand. He'll never put more on you than you can bear. He knows exactly what you're capable of doing. The only thing God wants is for us to be ready, willing, amen, and just surrender ourselves to him. That's what he wants. So, some say, well, I don't know what task it is that God wants me to do. When you completely surrender your all to God, then you can reveal, then he can reveal to you exactly what he desires of you. But I'm speaking from experience. You have to surrender it all. Can't hold nothing back. You got to give God your all. Lord, hear my. Take me and do with me whatever you desire. Just like the potter with the clay, he's molded it and doing it like he wants it. God, you make me the vessel you want to be. I'll get out of your way.
that you can take this vessel and use it for your divine glory. That's what I do. Amen. We have to complete surrender it all to God. So he can reveal us exactly. So, we, 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 so will you come today? I'm finishing up right now. Everybody please stand. So if you're here this morning, will you come today and say, Father, I surrender my all to you. Father, I'm going to let go. I'm going to let you because it's your desires that I want to be fulfilled in my life. My desires are your desires. So God, take this vessel today. As Isaiah said, hear my Lord, send me. Hear my Lord, use me. Hear my Lord, I'm yours to do with whatsoever you desire to do. So this morning, if you're here, by the way of internet this morning, if you're listening, you're watching, and God is prompting your heart and your spirit that there's a certain thing, a certain task that he's calling you to do. All you got to do is surrender your all to him right now. Just say, Father, hear my use me. Take me. This vessel is your vessel to do with whatsoever you have to want to do. Because you see, the Bible declares that we are not our own. We've been bought with the price. Jesus gave his life that we could have life. And without him, there is no life. So why not surrender to him, uh, the one that desires to use us for his glory, surrender it all to him and let him do with us uh, as he sees fit to do. Uh, and then life is going to be a whole lot better for you. Things, things will be a whole lot better for you. There'll still be some hard times. There'll still be some hurdles. There'll still be some different things you'll face. But I'm going to tell you something. When the Lord is with you and you got him every step of the way, you don't have to worry about nothing. Because he declares he'll look after you. He'll be with you even to the end of the world. Heavenly Father, this morning, God, I just praise you and glorify and honor you today, God. Because, Master, I know, Lord, according to what you've told Jeremiah, it's the same thing for us today. Before he was formed in his mother's belly, you knew him. God, you had a particular task for him to do. You called him to be a prophet. Father, there's some under the sound of my voice right now in this building. And, Father, by the way of internet, uh, some that may hear it later on, God. Uh, but, Father, you, there's, certain, there's a certain task. Uh, there's a certain calling on their lives. Uh, and, God, Father, if there's a surrender it all to you today uh, and say, Father, here am I. I'm not running no more. I'm going to just surrender it all to you. Take me and use me for your glory. And, God, here I am. I'm yours. Father, I, I can guarantee them this morning. Father, their life will be a whole lot different than it's ever been. Why? Because they're totally surrendering and, and, and looking to you, uh, Father, because you're the one that's going to lead God and direct them, Lord. You order the footsteps, Lord. Uh, and, Father, that's what I'm seeking now, Father. I always order my footsteps, uh, Father, that I'll follow you. For, Lord, it's a great blessing to know that God is my Father and Jesus is my Savior and the Holy Ghost is my teacher, my mentor. God, is so, I'm so thankful to know all that this morning. And, Master, no matter what the devil brings my way, I have victory over it. It don't matter because through Jesus Christ, through the blood of Jesus Christ, there is nothing that the enemy can do except I let him do it today. So, Father, thank you for all you've done and, Father, for what you're about to do, Lord. Because, Master, I believe even in 43 years of ministry today, 
today, God. I believe the best is yet to come, Lord, of what we're about to see, what we're about to face, what we're about to go through. Sure, it's hard times. Sure, the government's shutting us down. Sure, the government's doing all these things. Sure, the government's trying to shut the church down. But I got the word of God, and I stand on the word. The church will never go down. She's going up because the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So if I do what God has called me to do, and I stand firm on the word of God, the word says that you will deliver me through every snare, God, that comes my way. So, Father, I'm yours to do with as you see fit to do. Father, in Jesus' name, take me, Lord. In Jesus' name, keep using me for your glory. And, Father, as you told Jeremiah, I put the words in your mouth. I give you what you need. I'm with you all the way. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Father, I'm thankful to know this morning, God, that you'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me. But you'll be with me through it all today. Man may get upset. Man may get mad. Man can even throw you out. But even at that, God, you've proved yourself to be exactly who you say you are. Father, that you're with us even to the end. Master, we give you praise for that today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen, Amen, Amen. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. God really knows you today. Amen. Let's not forget our announcements this morning. We have the uh, uh, Tuesday morning prayer meeting, Tuesday night leadership meeting, Wednesday night Bible study. Friday night is going to be in the fellowship hall. The youth going to have a back-to-school celebration. Also, the newcomers class starting in, in September on Wednesday nights. If you want to be a part of that, just sign up outside, and I'm sure the Lord will bless you in that matter. Amen. Next month, September the 10th. It's just a few days away. September the 10th, we're going to have our annual barbecue. You've been watching the Pine Level Pentecost Witness Church, a church you can call home with people you can call family. The Pine Level Pentecost Witness Church is located on 112 East Blank Street, and we welcome you to come and join us in worship every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m., every Sunday night at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Don't forget, if you can't join us in person, you can always join us via the internet through the website at pinelevelphc.org. You can watch our services, check out upcoming events, and lots more there at the website. You can also check out our app through Google Play or iOS App Store. Download the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church app. It's free to use, free to download. You can watch our services live or on demand. Check out other things about the church, even donate to the church through the link. If you have a Facebook account, go to facebook.com forward slash Pine Level PHC. Get notifications when we go live. Check out pictures and other upcoming events about our church. Just like our Facebook page. That's all you have to do. Also, YouTube is available for the YouTube subscribers. Search YouTube for Pine Level PH Church. Subscribe to our channel. Get notifications when we go live. You watch our services live or on demand. Don't forget, if you can't watch us, maybe you want to listen. Search for our podcast through your favorite podcast provider and listen to the services anywhere in the world. Don't forget about our new radio station. Go to our website or app for the quick link. And you can also just simply type in pinelevelphc.org forward slash radio. Radio stations playing good gospel music 24-7. Also, lots other programming is available for your enjoyment. So if you want to check that out, do so anytime. And listen with friends around the world. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. We hope to see you soon here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church.
Thanks for tuning in to our live stream here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church. If you want more information about our church, go to our website, pinelevelphc.org. That's pinelevelphc.org. You can check out pictures, events coming up. Also, watch other services that you may have missed. Also, you can download our free app through the Google Play or the iOS App Store. You can watch our services live or on demand, and you can get push notifications about upcoming events here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church, as well as check out other information that's going on here. Also, Facebook users, search Facebook for uh, Pine Level PHC, and you can like our page on Facebook, get notifications when we go live, check out pictures and other things that we post through Facebook. If you're a YouTube fan, go to YouTube, search Pine Level PH Church, and subscribe to our channel, and get notifications when we go live. You can watch our services live or on demand through YouTube. We also have a podcast available for the people who can't watch. You can listen while you drive or work. Go to your favorite podcast provider, or you can go to our website website or the app for the quick link to the podcast. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. Tune in again Sunday morning at 1030 or Sunday night at 6 p.m. and Wednesday at 7. God bless.